At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. My name is Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free one right now and a free download. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. All one word, because it's a website. You don't split up words on a website. So it is late July. We are coming to camp time. This is like camp is beginning. And we have some cool stuff to talk about. So many transactions to talk about, which is pretty cool. We're also going to break down the third quarter of the Rams season. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a good one. Mixed into the third quarter of the Rams season is the bye week. And I do have a little bit of information regarding the bye week. And I have talked about this before. And if you're my friend in any capacity, whether that be you follow me on Twitter, you're my Facebook friend, you know me personally, whatever it happens to be, you know what I'm already about to talk about. So pretty cool stuff that we have there. Uh, let's go ahead and hop right in. I'm going to start here with transactions because the Rams hit some transactions yesterday big time. All right, some transactions. First one, the big one, Todd Gurley. He is now here. We have six more seasons of Todd Gurley wearing a Rams uniform, which is pretty cool stuff. Four-year extension, $60 million. 40, 45 of that is guaranteed. So he will be a Ram for six more years. Pretty cool stuff here. I think Todd Gurley is absolutely deserving. Uh, this is the most guaranteed money a running back has ever made and also the most per year a running back has ever made. And I would say that Todd Gurley is absolutely deserving but somewhere, Le'Veon Bell is either really excited or really mad. And I can't decide which one it is. You know, I don't know. But I do think that Todd Gurley getting this particular deal from the Rams opens up a whole new world for some running backs. I think it's now, it's a new game now. Also, I do, I do need to let you guys know I am in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. So if you guys hear some rumbles, don't be alarmed. All right. It's just what happens in like the afternoon to evening time in Colorado in July. That's just what how, how the world is. Um, next transactions for you guys, though. The Rams did sign defensive end Ryan Davis, wide receiver Aaron Lacombe, wide receiver Kadero Lott, and wide receiver Jojo Natson. So obviously moving around that wide receiver room a little bit. Uh, in those moves, the Rams also did waive wide receiver Laquiviante Gonzalez, of Texas A&M and then wide receiver Ricky June as well. I only say Texas A&M because that's my college team and I was really excited to have uh, LeQuiviante Quiv as the fans, the 12th man, the real 12th man called him at Texas A&M. But 
It's all good. Um, solid player. He's he's more of like a gadget player, kind of Tavon-esque. So I feel like most of you guys wouldn't have even wanted him if you really knew how he played. So so maybe it's for the best. Uh, physically unable to perform list, the pup, uh, Dominique Easley and Obo Okoronkwo get put on that list. Okoronkwo did have an injury uh, this summer that he did have require surgery but it's looking like he's gonna get back sooner rather than later and as far as easily don't be concerned on easily they're, they're just taking a little slow from his acl tear last year so they're kind of gonna ease him in uh, non-football injury list i told you there's a lot of transactions to talk about non-football injury list guard jeremiah cologne went on that as well as today safety lamarcus joiner went on that list this is the 25th this is wednesday wednesday is always the day ram showcase is done but LaMarcus Joyner gets put on that list. As of right now, uh, as of, you know, me saying these words to you, it has not been released on why or what his injury is. Uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes we hear them being put on a list, but we don't know why exactly. Um, rest assured, I will release that information on the Ram Showcase Facebook and Twitter page. If you guys don't follow that already, uh, make sure you do it. I try to stay as up-to-date as possible. Um, any transactions that happen, even with guys like Ryan Davis and Kadero Lott, JoJo Natson, you know, names that you might not know, but I like to add those ones in there too. Uh, and we also, Ram Showcase is not about any of the BS, as I like to call it. Uh, we don't do like any of the, the the silly little posts about, you know, what what happens if this happens. None of that stuff. It's just news. Uh, we stick with the facts. We just report the news and all that stuff. So if that's what you're all about, that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm all about. Then that's where you're going to want to go. At Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Uh, so here's some pretty interesting stuff for you guys as far as Aaron Donald is concerned. I was kind of expecting a little bit, maybe just a little bit, that I would have some Aaron Donald news for you guys. And I do, but it's not exactly the news that I was expecting to say. So the players did report today needed to be in in the facility at 10 a.m. Ram time. Uh, Aaron Donald not there clearly as he's holding out again. This is second straight year he's holding out. Reports say, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say rumors say because what I've heard so far, I cannot based on who's saying things. And I'm not trying to like take shots at reporters or anything, but based on who's saying things right now, I can't confirm that this is true, but uh, I did hear that the Rams offered Aaron Donald a four-year extension worth $21 million per year. That would make him the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL, which is currently Von Miller, who makes just over $19 million per year. And the report also said that Todd France, the super agent from CAA, who represents Aaron Donald, was insulted by this deal. And I'm a little surprised by that. I'm a little bit surprised that he was insulted by $21 million a year. Uh, but I think it might be more to do with the length of the deal. If I'm being completely real with you guys right now, I feel like it's more based on the length that it was a four-year deal. Uh, that could be wrong. And if you guys have listened to me going back to last offseason, my original prediction stands strong. I still stand by my prediction. Six years, $136 million. That puts him a little over 22 a year, so he's clearly the highest-paid defensive player. 
And that makes it also a little bit more difficult for a team like the Raiders to make Khalil Mack the highest paid defensive player. Khalil Mack, also who's holding out, and reports say they are not even close to a deal. So holdouts and stuff going all over the place right now. Uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, wants to be the highest paid defensive player of the year or in, in the NFL. But also, you know, these reports are saying he wants QB money. He wants closer to 25, you know, a year, stuff like that, which... Okay, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to take off my Sheriff Joe Bags hat a little bit and put on my Joe Branham hat and kind of just be a fan with you guys for a second. Uh, Aaron Donald is the reason this deal is not done. And I'm a huge fan of Aaron Donald. I think this guy is an absolute star. If he continues to play like he is playing, he's an easy Hall of Famer. He's going to be like a first ballot guy if he doesn't dramatically fall off. You know what I mean? If he can play like he's playing, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. My thing with that is, I kind of go on both sides a little bit with this one, is he's just one guy. And I will say that 100% of teams that have won the Super Bowl in the past have done it without Aaron Donald. 100% of them. So I say that because I'm saying it's possible to to do well without Aaron Donald. Aaron, We do not live and die from Aaron Donald. I think that's clear. He is not the reason we won 11 games. He is not the reason that the Rams made the playoffs, okay? He helped, sure, but he was not the sole reason. On the flip side of that, this guy's a Hall of Famer, straight up. He's a Hall of Famer. In 30 years, I, I commented this on on, uh, on a post in a Rams group, in 30 years, we're not going to look back and say, Say things like, yeah, man, Aaron Donald, he was so much fun to watch. He was, you know, such a good player, but he made a little bit more money than I was comfortable with. No one is going to say that. So I'm kind of, I kind of go back and forth whether I'm like, just pay him whatever he wants. Just let him just take all the money he wants to take and then just let it be because he's going to be in the Hall of Fame and no one's going to complain about how much money he made this year when it's, you know, 2050. You know what I mean? So I kind of go on both sides of that. But at the same time, it's like, well, we don't, I mean, we can win games without him. We can, we can do that. It's possible to win a game without Aaron Donald. 31 teams do it every year, except for the Browns. They don't do it. Maybe if they had Aaron Donald, they would do it. I don't know. They have the worst coach in the league by far. Oof, that's a rough one. Um, I did also, I do have a little bit of, uh, like, I guess, inside information for you guys. Uh, Michael Duarte of NBC LA sat down with, with, uh, one of my business partners, Paul Esden, uh, of the Jet Zone that's right here on Sports War Radio and of the Score 1260 out in New York. Uh, sat down with him and, uh, gave some interesting information. One question that, that Paul did ask, uh, Mr. Duarte was about the personalities in this locker room. The, the Sue, Peters, Tlaib, you know, all these big personalities. And I, I listened to this as very interesting answer because Duarte said he, he ran into, uh, the Sean McVay and Wade Phillips and those guys at the, at the ESPYs. And he asked Wade Phillips about this. And basically what Wade Phillips said, and this, you guys will, you LA fans will really understand this a little bit more than I will. That's for sure. But he said he's not trying to be a Phil Jackson type, like kind of Zen master of all these personalities. Uh, basically what he's going to try to do is, let them be who they are on the sideline, on the field, in the locker room, as long as it's not translating into, you know, personal fouls, ejections, all that stuff. Uh, Wade Phillips was quoted as saying, I'm fine with players being themselves. 
And also in this little bit here, uh, Duarte mentioned that Wade is letting Akib Talib be somewhat of the ringleader of all these personalities. Uh, Wade Phillips obviously very comfortable and has been with Talib uh, in his career, so he knows how to handle him. And I think that them being together really helps. And Talib being the older guy, even though he does have you know that aggression and that that obnoxious personality, I think it can help a guy like Peters. Uh, and, and even a guy like Sue, who, who's also a veteran. So I think that that can be kind of an interesting thing. Also, my other takeaway from this Duarte conversation is it's being, uh, according to Duarte, the, between the Rams and Aaron Donald, there have been between five and seven offers. So somewhere in that little gap, five, six, or seven offers between them and still not done. So, uh, I take that for what you will, I guess I can say, but I'm going to go back to, uh, to saying that this deal is not done because of Aaron Donald, uh, or Todd France, really, who is the super agent. He's the most super agenty super agent in the history of super agents. And, uh, just to list off, I, these are just off the top of my head of some guys that Todd France represents. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Demarius Thomas, uh, Des Bryant. Fletcher Cox, Nadamakan Sue, Akib Talib. Those are just some guys off the top of my head that I know that Todd France represents. The list is extremely long. JJ Watt is in there as well. All of these like 100 million plus contracts, Todd France is probably just swimming in pools of cash right now. And he sees Aaron Donald as a guy who can probably get him a pretty big chunk, a pretty extra chunk of cash that he can have. So uh, it's all. This is what I'll say to end the Aaron Donald. I'm not going to end Aaron Donald conversations. I'm not going to like say some words and no one's ever going to talk about it again. This is what I will say to end my part on it is Aaron Donald, Todd France, Sean McVay, Les Snead, Kevin Demoff. All of these guys are just guys who are working. They're just guys at work trying to do work stuff. So just let them work. That's what I'll say. Let them work. How mad do you guys get when somebody comes in to where you're working and is like, hey, you know, don't do that. You got to do it this way. You're like, I've been doing this for years, man. I know what I'm doing. That's kind of just where my mind's at with it. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to say on Aaron Donald. I don't want to go too long into that. I know it's a very hot topic right now, uh, but I just didn't want to go too nuts. I, I feel like everybody's got their opinions and you're either on the pay Donald side or the the we don't need them anyway side. And no matter what I say or what anybody else says, nobody is going to switch their side. Nobody. I'm like somewhere in the middle. I don't really, I, I don't care about what a player makes as long as that player does not make so much money that the Rams would have to cut stars or players that should be starting, should be making the roster because they can't afford them because they gave them that deal. That's the only thing I care about. The Rams can cap, max out their cap every single year by paying one dude all of it and then the rest of the guys league minimum, I do not care what their paychecks look like. I can't stress that enough. I do not care what they make as long as we are not cutting players who should be on the team based on money. That could be a thing in the future. That could be something that's happening, but right now it's not, so it's okay. Another thing people keep asking about, how are we going to pay Aaron Donald? How are we going to pay him? Basically, what's going to happen is I do still believe this deal will get done. I'm just going to throw that out there, too. I do believe this this gets done. But my thing right now with it is 
uh, with with these people saying, you know, how are we going to pay him? We don't have any cap space. It's going to be an extension, and he is under contract this year. It's going to be exactly like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks, they got their extensions. Nothing about their money this year changed at all. It didn't change. So basically what's happening is you just take the when their con, when their contract would have ended, and you just add a few years onto it. And this being, you know, now the Rams did a four-year extension for Gurley, six more years. They did it really early. I really like that. I like that they didn't let that happen with, with Todd Gurley. And that means I think we're going to get a Jared Goff extension probably next offseason. I don't think that that's too crazy to think about. Um, the only thing I want to talk about as far as the rest of the West is the fact that Cam Chancellor is really just, I think he's just done with the Seahawks. I think he's over it. I think he's just, he just wants to move on. Uh, two teams that have been named as far as rumors for a potential trade for Earl Thomas are the Dallas Cowboys and the Oakland Raiders. So I think that that's just going to happen. And I think it's to a point now where the Seahawks are in a position where, uh, yeah, he might still be an awesome player. But if he's not even going to try to play for you, you can't get a whole lot of trade value from it. So I think that this might be like a third round pick kind of deal and maybe just see who offers the best deal and then just send him on his way. Because if he's not going to play for you anyway, you have nothing to lose. Might as well gain that pick. Um, Let's take a look. Uh, We're going to talk about the third quarter of the Rams season. This is a it gets harder as the season or as the like the quarters progress. I've figured that out. The first quarter was really easy. It was really easy to break down because it's soon. This one, though, starts in November. November 4th is the first game of the third quarter of the Rams season at the New Orleans Saints. This game kicks off at 1.25 p.m. Uh, it's Los Angeles time. This game will be on Fox. This is the 75th matchup between the two. The Rams lead the all-time series 41-33. and 33. My questions on this one, uh, you guys will kind of see that the, the previous ones might have had some better insight uh, than, than the third quarter ones, but is Drew Brees still a 5K passer? At this time in November, we should have an idea if Drew Brees is still the man. I say Drew Brees is the GOAT. That's just myself. I think Drew Brees is the best quarterback of all time. Uh, I don't know. I don't, a lot of people don't like that because he doesn't necessarily have the rings and all that stuff. Dude drops 5K passing seasons like it's nothing, and I just think he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. I think you put him on any of those teams, the other teams, say the Patriots with, you know, replace Brady with Breeze, I think they're better. You replace Manning with Breeze, I mean, that's a pretty close one, but I would still say that Breeze is probably better because he's a little bit more uh, athletic (laughs) than then Peyton Man and Peyton Man was not an athlete. And then you even go back in time, you know, Montana and stuff like that. I just feel like Breeze is better. I just feel like he's better. So is he still better? Is he still that guy today? That's that's what we're going to find out. Or is he still this guy in November? I guess is a more accurate question. Uh, can the Saints defense stand up like they did last year? The Saints defense two years ago was trash. It was totally ridiculous to watch, and it was embarrassing really for them. Last year seemingly out of nowhere the Saints had a defense and that's what I'm interested to see this year is the Saints defense going into November are they going to be this awesome team that's going to be something to watch for for sure and uh, the Rams defense had a lot of trouble against the run last year and I'm not sure if the undersized linebackers that they've kind of gone with I don't know if that's going to help or hurt this year I think that you know the leader being Mark Barron is a little bit interesting I don't expect the Rams to be 
atrocious against the run, but I also don't expect him to be top 10 against the run. So I put the Rams defense versus Alvin Kamara. That guy's insane. And uh, this one also, you get Kamara and and Kelly from the Rams kind of playing against each other, which is pretty cool. And uh, they were like the two-headed monster at Tennessee in college, so that'll be fun to watch. And then I'm really just interested to see how this game plan unfolds. As the season goes on, we're going to see what the Saints are good at, what the Rams are good at. Uh, but I think the Saints kind of match up a little bit well against the Rams personally. So I'm interested to see how the game plan unfolds. Last year, Sean McVay absolutely got out coached in a few games. The Vikings game absolutely got out coached. Uh, the, the Falcons game in the playoffs absolutely got out coached. No question about it. So, uh, I'm interested to see how that game plan unfolds. Uh, next game up, we are, are, the Rams are home against the Seattle Seahawks, November 11th, 125 PM Eastern or not Eastern. That's uh, LA time kickoff on CBS. So NFC versus NFC on CBS. We've seen that a little bit more in recent years where previously it used to be if the the road team was an AFC team, it was on CBS. And if the road team was an NFC team, it was on Fox. They've kind of gone away from that a little bit. But this is this will be the 42nd matchup uh, between these two teams. Uh, the 41st will be earlier. And the the Rams are down in this all-time series, 17-23 and 23 right now. So the Rams did lose at home to the Seattle Seahawks last year. You guys might remember that one. It was a, it was a pretty early game, but they did lose that one. Um, mid-season game and the Seahawks O-line. The Seahawks O-line is pretty much trash already, but I'm interested to see what their offensive line looks like come week. What is this? Uh, I think this is week nine. So I'm interested to see what that kind of looks like. What is it? This is week 10. Am I losing my mind? It's November 11th, so in November. I didn't write the weeks next to him. Uh, and then also, will this new-look Rams defense still have Wilson's number? The Rams defense has been able to basically dominate Russell Wilson in recent years, uh, but there's a lot of new names. A lot of those guys, one of the guys that dominated Russell Wilson and had Wilson's number was Robert Quinn, who's now a Miami Dolphin, so he's not there. So is a guy like Samson Abukam going to be that that filler guy and just destroy Wilson's life? We'll see. Next game up, uh, at, it's at home, I guess you can say. It's a, home, it's a home game against the Chiefs. This game will be played in Mexico, 5.15 uh, p.m. Los Angeles time kickoff, November 19th. This game is on ESPN. This is only the 12th time that these teams are meeting. The Rams are down in the all-time series, 4-7. and seven. This is the Rams' first ever game in Mexico. We have two cool little matchups here to watch. We have Sammy Watkins versus the Rams, and then Marcus Peters versus the Chiefs who very likely could be going against each other at, at multiple points in this game, which will be really fun to watch them in opposite uniforms. I think Sammy Watkins is an absolutely great fit for the Chiefs. I think that's a solid signing by them. Uh, but my only concern with that is, is he even going to be really that relevant? In the last two seasons, Sammy Watkins only averaged 40 catches a year. So is he going to be that big of a deal? I think he just fits really well. But at the same time, my last note here is who the heck is Patrick Mahomes and what what can he do? Because we don't really know. So far, it's looking like he's a bust. But if we use that logic, then then Jared Goff shouldn't have had a good year. So we'll wait and see. About this time, though, is when we're going to know if Patrick Mahomes is legit. I personally don't think so. I'm not too big on Mahomes. I didn't want him out of college. I didn't. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's ready to be an NFL starter, and I was very surprised that the the Chiefs were just willing to get rid of Alex Smith so quickly to move on to Mahomes. I think that, that was an interesting move. The Rams then take their bye week, and this 
I, I know there's a few of you that live in my area. I live in, well, I live now in Fountain, Colorado, which is just south of Colorado Springs, where I was born and raised. Fountain, Colorado, the uh, the home, the birthplace of one Morgan Fox of the Los Angeles Rams, so pretty cool stuff there. I wonder where he lived. I would have to find that out. Maybe I could stalk his family a little bit. But uh, what's cool about this, if you guys are in my area in Colorado at all or Colorado Springs area, uh, the Rams, during this bye week, this has not been officially released, by the way, either. And the reason I know this is because I live here and I know certain things. Uh, but the Rams will be playing and practicing at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. So the Air Force Falcons, they play here in Colorado Springs up north. And uh, the Rams will be using their practice area to practice before their bye week or before their uh, their trip to Detroit to take on the Lions. So this is going to be really cool. Uh, I'm planning on just probably to trying to take the week off of work and stalking them, basically borderline stalking them. I know last was it last year I think that the the Patriots utilized the Air Force Falcons facilities and. It seemed like every day I saw somebody posting a selfie with Tom Brady at the movie theater up north that's attached to the mall because he just kept going to the movie theater. And people would run into him, you know, in the parking lot of the mall and stuff and just take pictures and all that. So I thought that was really cool. And now that it's my team, I'm going to be able to do that. And if you guys are in the area, make sure you guys come with me because it's going to be good times. I'm going to be hanging out like all week trying to run into Rams players and this coming after already seeing them in Denver in week six. So that'll be really fun. So come join me. It'll be a great time. And then, of course, after the bye week, after they leave Colorado, they will head to Detroit to take on the Lions December 2nd, 10 a.m. on Fox. This is oh, this is an early game. And these early games, last year, I, okay, this is probably not going to be too rough this year because now I have a different job. I work at 5 a.m. every day. Uh, Monday through Friday, so I'm sure I'll be able to get up in no problem with this. Last year, I had a real tough time catching the early games because I like to sleep, especially I like to sleep in. I hate sleeping because I feel like it's a waste of time. There's so many things I could be getting done. But once I'm already there, might as well just enjoy it, you know. Now, this is the 86th matchup between these two. The Rams do lead the series 43-41-1, and so the Lions cannot take over the lead uh, this year for that one. Uh, I know under my first note, and some of you guys might appreciate this, some of you guys might not appreciate this, I have Golden Tate and then a little angry face because I still remember. I still, I, he still rubs me the wrong way just from that one play that he had when he was with the Seahawks where he like waved to, I think it was Darian Stewart as he was going into the end zone. I was like, man, the disrespect. Don't disrespect my boys like that, Golden so yeah, I have that that note in there, and I'm I'm excited for the Rams to play against Golden Tate. Is is that guy just kind of rubs me the wrong way? Uh, Lions running backs versus Rams defense. I'd mentioned it earlier that the Rams run defense was not really that strong, and I I know that you know some some people hate hearing that fans of teams can like other players, but that is absolutely the case here. And I love the entire Lions running back room. I think the entire thing is awesome. The worst one of them, I think, is Zach Zenner, and I'm a Zach Zenner fan. I think he's great. I think he, in the right situation, he can do really cool things. But they do have LeGarrette Blunt now, Carrion Johnson, Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah I really like as well, and then Zach Zenner. Very strong running back group, and that's going to be the key. Uh, again, on top of that, though, you also have Stafford to worry about. I think Stafford, I've trashed Stafford for years. I was like, he is not very good. I don't see what anybody's talking about. He's All he does is just toss it up to Calvin Johnson. When Calvin Johnson retired, 
Matt Stafford had enough time in the NFL that he knew the game speed and all that stuff. He was comfortable with his team, the coaches, all that stuff. Uh, and he had to become a better player. And he did. He Now he didn't have the, the abilities to just, you know, throw the ball deep to Calvin Johnson in triple coverage and score touchdowns. He had to go through his reads. And he started doing that and became a much better quarterback, I believe, after Calvin Johnson left. Uh, so I have the Rams secondary versus Stafford. Is this revamped sec- secondary? Of course, at this time, they should be playing at a very high level because they've been playing together all year. So that brings me some hope. But combine that run that run game that the Lions have with, with Matt Stafford, and I think this is going to be a tough game for the Rams. I think this one's going to be a little bit closer than people anticipate. I don't think the Lions are like world beaters or anything, but with the Rams having some trouble against the run, that's going to set up the pass, and I just think that they match up offensively they match up well against us, I think. Uh, but that's also before seeing what this Rams defense can actually do this year. It's a very new look. You know, new, two new starting corners, a new starting defensive lineman, and three new starting linebackers. So lots of changes there. And then again, uh, another new head coach that we're dealing with, uh, Matt Patricia, is finally a head coach. Uh, very well-deserved. I, I think I'm, I'm definitely a Matt Patricia fan. Not this week. <laughs> when this game takes place in early December, but uh, I think it's it's about time that he got control of his own team. And because of that, we don't know what this team's really going to look like. So uh, again, like week one, we don't know what a Gruden team looks like in 2018 because no one's ever seen that. He's been out of coaching for a few years, so we don't know what to expect from that. So this is another one of those games we don't know what to expect. By this time the game rolls around, we will know a little bit more of what to expect, but we don't now. So that's kind of important. You gotta know, we gotta know what's going on. It's hard to game plan, especially that week one. I hate that the Raiders, we play them week one. Absolutely hate it. Cause they have tape on us, we don't have tape on them. We don't know what their coaches are gonna wanna do. And also, Greg Olson scares me. I already talked about all that in the first quarter breakdown though. If you guys wanna check, <laughs> check that out, uh, just, I believe two episodes go. Just go two episodes early, first quarter breakdown, and check it out there because I kinda have the same feelings. But, this one being later, I feel a lot more, a lot better about it, but still I do have those concerns. But of course, by the time the game gets here, I'm sure a lot of those concerns will be gone. Uh, that is going to do it for the first half though. Um, we do have a decent amount of fan cases and some really solid fan cases too. So, uh, make sure you guys stick around, uh, after this break because we got fan cases. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin.
This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you have not already, make sure you follow myself and Ram Showcase pages on social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. So uh, we're, we have some, some pretty solid fan cases. Some I had to do some mild research for. I'm looking at you, MJ. With these dog breed questions, I don't know enough dog breeds, I think, is the problem. I don't know, just, like, I don't know. I don't know enough. So I have to, like, go look up stuff. <laughs> you should see, it's weird that I, like, preparing for my show, I'm, like, Googling dog breeds. <laughs> and I just never thought I would do that. But it's really appreciated. I, this used to happen with cheese. I used to ask the, get the cheese questions from Kyle and... I'd have to like look up different cheeses and that just seemed really weird. But this is that now Aaron or was it Adrian had had his for a little bit where he was doing the uh, the playlist. What's on somebody's playlist. Uh, but that was more of a regular season thing. So it's appreciated MJ. I just want you to know you're making me work. Uh, this first one comes from Paul. How much is Aaron Donald going to get? And uh, heads up, a lot of these have to do with Aaron Donald. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm totally okay with it. I'm not going to like pass over anybody's questions or anything, but a lot of them have to do with Aaron Donald. So how much is Aaron Donald going to get? I would guess that he's asking for closer to 25. The Rams offered him close to 21. I'm going to say that that leans a little bit more towards Donald, and I would say that he eventually signs for 24 a year. About. We'll see. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. So it, if that is the case, then it's not a $100 million plus contract if it's like a four-year deal, obviously. Um, but I do expect either way to no matter what the deal is, I expect a huge chunk of it to be absolutely guaranteed to where it's like, dude, you're going to make this money no matter what. Like you you did it. So I think that that's kind of going to be the case. So say it's a four-year deal, 24-year, what does that come out to? Like 96 million i'm terrible at math um you guys you guys can tell right away but uh it's not 100 million but i feel like if that was the case it'd be like 80 million guaranteed i really believe that that's gonna happen i feel like he's just gonna make a stupid amount of guaranteed money um if not basically his entire contract gonna be guaranteed and then maybe some incentives on top of it i think that's what we're headed towards um, Paul also wants to know, are you cool with the Rams paying Todd Gurley two years early? I am absolutely cool with the Rams paying Todd Gurley two years early because I was, you know, Todd Gurley doesn't really come off as a guy 
based on his his history and his his previous comments, he doesn't really come off as a guy who's just going to be like, no, that's not enough money. I want more money. He seems like a guy who's going to say like, yeah, I want some money. I was like, I want to make a lot of money, but I would rather be somewhere for a long time. I just get that feeling from him. I can't confirm that. I can't like, I don't have like Todd Gurley's cell phone number. I just call him up real quick and ask him that. But I feel like that's more of the case with Todd Gurley. So I'm absolutely cool with this, though, uh, and especially because it's a true extension. He's still playing out his rookie contract, and then this one will kind of bump in, and he'll be making a lot more money. So um, not only am I happy with this deal, uh, I'm happy for Todd Gurley to get this deal. I think he absolutely deserved it. Uh, next one here comes from Frank. Do you think Justin Davis will get some playtime this year? I actually, you know, Frank, I, I don't. I don't. I think that... I think that Justin Davis is in the, like, one of the worst possible teams to get some PT. And that is the Rams. I think that John Kelly is going to come in as a rookie and pretty much take over that number two spot. I really believe that. Um, and then Malcolm Brown's still there. And I just, I don't, I don't think Justin Davis is going to make this team. I was going to put that out there. I'm going to say that now before my roster predictions that I will be doing here in a few weeks. I'm going to do, uh, cut predictions. So basically roster predictions. And I'll let you guys know who's getting cut in that. And then, um, heading after that, we'll do the depth chart predictions and all that stuff. But I need to see some games first. I need to see some preseason. I can't do it right now. I know some Rams publications, you know, websites or whatever it happens to be, uh, they are doing these things now. Uh, I can't. I don't know what these guys are looking like. We have to see them on the field first because that can change absolutely everything. Who knows if Kadero Lott is just like the next superstar and the Rams just signed him today and we have no idea. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I don't think Justin Davis is going to make this team. So as far as playing time goes, I definitely don't think he's going to get much playing time. Um, this one comes from Michael. Any word on Easley and Okoronkwo's projected return from the PUP list? Uh, no. As far as projected, no. But it, I would say that Okoronkwo will play in at least one or two preseason games. I don't think that his... His stuff is too crazy. It's only, you know, the end of July now, so I could see him coming and returning mid to late August. Uh, and as far as easily, that one I really don't know. Uh, I know that they're trying to ease him in uh, and no, like, wordplay. I'm not even going to do the wordplay. I know somebody's out there right now. Probably JJ is listening to me right now. He, he thinks I'm going to say something with easily and easy or ease him in. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to let you guys, I'll let your brains run on that one. Uh, but easily, I do think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I don't think either of these are really serious issues that we should be really concerned about. Uh, Michael also wants to know, any chance Micah Kaiser beats out Littleton for the middle linebacker position next to Barron? Uh, I mean, possibly. There is a chance. You said any chance. So, yes, I'll say there is a chance. Uh, the thing with Michael Micah Kaiser, Ka- <laughs> wow, Micah Kaiser, the thing with him is, he is not very good against the pass. He is a he's good against the run, not very good against the pass. So he if he's gonna start, he has to become extreme like better against the pass. That's simple as that. So uh, he's not a f- complete linebacker right now, especially a middle linebacker in this system. He can't do it right now. So I would be more comfortable if Micah Kaiser sat this year. But at the same time, I don't think that any of these guys have a chance to beat out Littleton. I think that Littleton has pretty much locked it up. And if he hasn't actually locked it up, I think he's going to in preseason. I think he's an outstanding player. This one comes from Ian, who happens to be a Broncos fan. Me and Ian will get some good back-and-forth trash talk in week six. That'll be fun. 
Ian's a good buddy of mine. With preseason around the corner, how much pressure is on all the wide receivers to impress? And who's the dark horse of the wide receivers to break the 53-man roster? So I was sitting here uh, looking at the Rams wide receiver room. And I got to say, I don't think that there's going to be really any surprises. I think Mike Thomas is going to fight for his roster spot. I know Phoebus might not, might not like that answer. Uh, I don't know if he's still using hashtag don't sleep on Mike Thomas, but I'm sleeping, bro. I'm tired. He's making me sleepy. I don't know what to tell you. He, his play makes me tired. And then the new guys that came in, we have no idea about them. Steven Mitchell, I think, could have a chance. Uh, he's 5'10", you know, little guy that the Rams could in theory use, but Brandon Cook's 5'10". Um, going down this list, though, I really just don't think there's going to be any surprises. So let me take a look here. So you got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, guaranteed to make the roster. Farrell Cooper, pretty strong to make the roster. You got Josh Reynolds after that. That's five. You know what I mean? Then you have maybe Mike Thomas, maybe Fred Brown, maybe Stephen Mitchell. I don't. I just don't see any real dark horses as far as this wide receiver group goes. And that's not necessarily to to take a shot at any of those guys. It's mainly just to say that I think that this group is really good. I think it would be hard to break into that group. Um, so as far as Dark Horse goes, I don't think that there's really any. I think Mike Thomas is going to fight for his roster life. Uh, but Cody McElroy, who used to be a tight end in college, he's a rookie this year, stands at 6'6", but I mean, he's listed as a wide receiver. So, I mean, that could be a guy that could be like that strong possession guy and could could bump a guy like Mike Thomas completely off the roster. MJ, oh boy, MJ, MJ wants to know what dog breeds are Higby and Everett. And I kind of was looking through some, some dog breeds and I'm not, again, I'm not too, too crazy on, on dogs. I don't know a whole lot about dogs, but for Tyler Higby, these are kind of big guys. That's kind of, I kind of went with that theme. They're kind of big guys. Um, but for Higby, because he's just not really fast or anything, but he kind of, he doesn't really fall down that easy. I went with a bull mastiff for Higby. And that's simply because he's just, he's just not going to kill you with the straight line speed. But he could run you over. And it's, he's hard to tackle. And then with, uh, with Gerald Everett, I went ahead and went with the, the Bernese Mountain Dog. And I don't even know, I feel like that's not even the right name for this dog, but it's listed here and, I feel like they just kind of not resemble each other because I feel like that's really rude to say for this dog. I'm just kidding on Everett's side, but uh, yeah, I'm going with that one. It, it's a very, uh, very stout, stout dog. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know. That was a hard one. Uh, MJ also wants to know what dog breed is Baron. Obviously, he's a Doberman, bro. Baron, my favorite Ram, has to be the dog that I think is the coolest looking dog, and that's a Doberman. So that was an easy one. <laughs> Adrian wants to know, uh, do you think the Rams signed Gurley for much lower price than he is worth? No, and that's simply because of the position that he plays. If he was a different position in putting up and producing like he has been, yes, he'd be underpaid. But because it's a running back, he's not. That's the highest per year running back's ever gotten, the highest guaranteed running back's ever gotten. So lower than he's worth, maybe because he really is a very important piece of this Rams team. But I don't know if I would say that he is, he's like underpaid by any means. Um, next up from Adrian, did you expect Cooks and Gurley to get their contracts before Donald? 
I did expect Cooks. I will say that one. I did. And I was not surprised that Cooks was signed before Aaron Donald. I am surprised that Todd Gurley was signed before Aaron Donald. I thought that Gurley was going to be like a this next offseason kind of kind of signing. So a little bit surprised there. But at the same time, it, I, I get it. And they're also still working with Donald. And Donald's just shutting stuff down. I feel like Gurley was much easier to negotiate with than Aaron Donald. Um, next one here. Let's just say that worst comes to worst and Donald doesn't get re-signed. Do you think the Rams will try keeping Sue around longer? That is very, that is a very good point. First of all, I just want to point out that I had not even considered that that could potentially happen. That's a very, very interesting point, And I'm going to go ahead and go, yes. I'm going to say that if Donald doesn't get re-signed, the Rams are going to look at, look at Sue. If he does well this year, we'll see what, what he looks like this year. And uh, his sack numbers have been going down every year, all that stuff. So, I mean, we don't really know what we're going to see out of Sue. But if he plays solid, I feel like that's definitely a possibility of Sean McVay, Les Snead, Wade Phillips kind of going, hey, you want to stick around here, man? Like, Donald's out. You know, you've got some, you can, you've got, you can hold, hold it down, man. So I think it's possible, very possible. And I love the question. And then Adrian's last one here is, uh, how fed up are you with the whole Garoppolo hype? I hope that the Rams knock him around, not asking for an injury when we play them Sunday night. That Sunday night game is going to be awesome. I'm fully expecting throwback jersey versus throwback jersey, which is be really fun to watch. But um, me and Adrian talk all the time. Um, he's the drummer in my band. But I, I we talk about Garoppolo a lot and about how insane it is that everybody thinks that he's just he's basically this the football Jesus and he's just come to save and resurrect the 49ers franchise from oblivion and I don't get it I guess um, he had a pretty decent five games uh, the Rams didn't play any starters he threw two picks against the Rams so what does that really mean I have no idea I am definitely sick of the Garoppolo hype though I don't get it I don't I just don't understand it sure he's exciting. If he was a Ram, we'd all be excited, but I'd probably be saying at least a similar thing about, well, we don't really know yet. I mean, we can use that on the flip side of Jared Goff. I was sitting here telling you guys I still believe in this guy. After his seven starts where he looked like garbage, I was like, no, this is still, I think he's going to get better. I think this is, he's going to do it. You know, Jeff Fisher's gone, all this stuff. I think he's going to do it. Flip side with Garoppolo. Just because you played well for five games does not mean you're a superstar. Just like Jared Goff playing like trash for seven games didn't mean he was a bust. So yes, Adrian, I'm sick of it. <laughs> uh, Jason wants to know, what picks are we picking up for losing Watkins and True? Aren't they both third rounders? This is a solid question, Jason. Very good question. Uh, but the formula changes every single year. So the formula changes if it was this year or if the, if the Rams lost Watkins and Trumaine Johnson last year, yes, they would have gotten uh, two third-round picks for that in compensatory picks. But, like I said, the formula changes. I would guess that it's probably not going to change too much, and the Rams have a very high chance of getting uh, two third-rounders out of this. But at the same time, don't be surprised if we see a third and a fourth or a fourth and a fourth, simply because that formula changes. It adjusts every single year about what you return, what you receive in compensatory picks based on who you lost. Uh, next one here, next few come from Jay. Uh, what are your expectations of Brandon Cooks this season? I think Brandon Cooks is not going to necessarily be like a gadget player because I don't think that that's like the right term. 
but I think he's going to be like that deep threat guy. I'm not sure if he's going to be like the number one go-to guy. I think that that job honestly is Robert Woods. I think that Cooks with his payday should be more of a number one guy, but I just think that Goff and Woods, and it's not a shot against Cooks or anything in his skill set, I just think Goff and Woods are just on the same page. Those dudes are like really good friends, and they just like run routes and stuff all the time, and yeah, I just think that they have a really good connection. So as far as expectations out of Brandon Cooks, I would say 800 and not 806 touchdowns, 800 yards and six touchdowns. 806 touchdowns for Brandon Cooks in 2018. It'd be awesome. Uh, number two from Jay, after Goff's great year, where would you rank him now among NFL QBs? I put him about in the middle of the pack, honestly. I know he was in the Pro Bowl. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl due to injury and other players not going, but he was in the Pro Bowl, so that's cool stuff. But I think I would still put him in the middle of the pack. A lot of what the Rams offense was running last year was Sean McVay being in his ear saying, look out for this, this guy's coming, watch for this coverage, you know, stuff like that, until the ball snapped, and then, of course, the radio gets shut off. But uh, I think a lot of it was that. It's, it's a lot of first-read guys kind of things. Like, snap the ball, this guy's not open, you can throw it to this guy. If he is open, obviously just throw it to him. I feel like that's really what we saw. So it wasn't really Jared Goff doing a lot of this stuff. It was the offense. But this year, now that he's more comfortable in the offense— I think he's going to start to, that, that leash is going to get a little longer. Just every week, just a little bit longer. So I think that Goff can improve, but uh, I would put him about a middle of the pack right now. Upper middle of the pack. Like I wouldn't put him at like the 16th best starting quarterback in the league. I'd maybe, maybe push it towards like 12. That's what I would push it towards. But still middle of the pack. Um, who do you think the Rams sign long term next? I'm going AD, man. I'm going Aaron Donald. I think that that's the next uh, logical step. For the Rams, um, if it's not Aaron Donald, I would say that next year it's either going to be LaMarcus Joyner or Jared Goff. Because, Well, not, not Jared Goff. Not yet. Maybe not yet. We'll see. I don't know. With Todd Gurley getting paid so early, it's kind of hard to tell. But at the same time, I mean, fifth-year option for Gurley, we don't have We, I mean, not yet. We haven't taken a fifth-year option on Goff. So, you know, this will be after this year. He'll have one more year left. So I guess that makes sense that we could do Goff next year. Wait, yeah, that's right. I don't know what I'm thinking. So uh, last one here from Jay. Uh, we have a lot of unrestricted free agents next year. Who will be our top priority? I, I looked up the list because I didn't want to just go off the top of my head and get it wrong. So I did look up uh, who the Rams' free agents are. It's a very long list. Um, so you got Ndamukong Sue, Marcus Joyner, Roger Saffold, Aaron Donald, uh, Matt Longacre, Dominic Easley, Ethan Westbrook, Sam Shields, Rob Havenstein. Those are your starters. Uh, also, you have Morgan Fox, who's pretty much starter. Corey Littleton, who looks to be a starter. Um, let me see here. I mean, solid players up and down this. So it's going to be a rough one, I think, for the Rams. It's going to be a lot of money being spent. But who will be our top priority? I'm going to go LaMarcus Joyner, Roger Saffold, um, probably Matt Longacre. And then after that, I'm not sure if anybody would necessarily be a priority. But I would say number one, if I had to pick one... If you, if you forced me, Jay, to pick one guy to be a priority, I would go with Roger Saffold. Uh, Roger Saffold is extremely, like, underrated guy on the Rams team. So um, him, I mean, he's 30 right now. I, I think that he's still got a few years left in him, a few strong years left in him, and I would like to see him stick around, definitely. Uh, Deshaun wants to know, 
Uh, pay 99 question mark asap after we pay ad do you think we should sign mp22 next um well peters does have the fifth year option i do believe that we can do that next off season and still have some time to to you know get that done um but i would say peters getting extended is is definitely a uh, a concern and, and I think that that just, I think it does get done. I think it, that gets done sooner rather than later. And I feel like that one's going to get done in a weird way. I don't know why I feel like this is going to happen, but I feel like we're just going to randomly hear about this. Like no one's going to be expecting it. And all of a sudden we're going to hear, oh yeah, also the Mar- <laughs> the Rams signed Marcus Peters to a four year deal. You know, something like that. I feel like something along those lines is going to happen with Marcus Peters. But yeah, I think it, after this season, I think that, you know, the Rams signed Brandon Cooks without him taking a snap. But also, you know, Sean McVay tried to trade for Brandon Cooks last year before the Patriots did. So that's kind of hard to uh, – he wanted him, so he wanted to extend him. So for Marcus Peters, I would say let's wait until we see him in a Rams uniform. Let's see him, you know, hurt some people and hurt some feelings mainly because he's an aggressive guy. And then also – um See how many picks he can get and stuff like that. See how he plays on this team and, and kind of go from there. Um, Daryl wants to know, I says, saw this comment on another Ram site. Said with, and what's my thoughts on it? Uh, with the contracts given to Cooks and Gurley, the Rams have shown that they are clearly not reluctant to pay their best players. No doubt Aaron Donald has a deal on the table that would make him the highest paid player at his position along with significant guarantees. This is on Aaron. He he can sign the contract or take what he's currently getting and get tagged next year and the year after. Ooh, see that one I disagree with a little bit um, simply because I feel like whoever commented this um, doesn't have total understanding of what that would mean because if the Rams tag him, he's just not going to play. Uh, if he's not even playing under his current contract that he signed, then he's not going to sign a franchise tag. Um, uh, my other thing on that is Aaron Donald right now has three accrued seasons. He has a specific date that he needs to, uh, participate in Rams activities. Otherwise he will not get an accrued season this year under the new or the current collective bargaining agreement for rookies under their rookie four year deals. They have to have four accrued seasons to become UFAs, unrestricted free agents going into the off season. If they do not have four accrued seasons, then they become RFAs or restricted free agents. And um, right now, it's kind of like right now under was this spot track. They have Aaron Donald listed as a 2019 RFA as a restricted free agent. That gives the Rams a lot more flexibility. And basically, saying at that point, it's like you can take this, or you can take you know, whatever another team gives you, but you also have to, they'll have to give us like two first round picks. So the Rams are a little bit in the driver's seat as far as, you know, Donald has to report at some point. Otherwise he's just going to, he's kind of going to get screwed a little bit or at least not get screwed, but the Rams are going to get a hefty return. So I think that there's a few options there for the Rams, but I don't, I don't know if I would say that that, that tagging him would even even happen at all. Uh, Deshaun also wants to know, who is to blame for AD not being signed? Kevin Demoff or Les Snead? It is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is um, to blame for Aaron Donald not being signed. Uh, he's been offered some contracts. Last year he was offered some contracts that were, that were fair, 
This year he's already been offered contracts that have been fair. At least allegedly he's been offered those contracts. So I would say it's on Aaron Donald. I don't think that the the Rams, especially when you see you know Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley getting these deals, I don't think that we can say that you know the Rams are not trying because they are clearly working with other people. So I would say it's definitely Aaron Donald. And then Deshaun follows that up with, I really hate NFL contracts, bro. Yeah, and so do I. And that's like, but also we have nothing to do with it. So we're just fans. I just want the 53 best players to be on the team come week one. I don't care what they make, what individually they make. I don't care if Jared Goff makes $12 all year while Aaron Donald makes $36 billion. I don't care as long as the 53 best players are on the team come week one. And then Tony wants to know, I was reading about Mannion facing competition for his position. Do you think there's a reasonable shot at him being beat out uh, and then cross his fingers for Perez to make the roster? Luis Perez is a popular guy right now <laughs> with, with amongst Rams fans. Uh, Perez is really cool. He wears my number nine, though. I have to, that's my number. My Sheriff Joe Bag's number. But... Uh, yeah, I think, well, okay, first of all, let's put it this way. I don't have a lot of confidence in Sean Mannion in general. I don't. And I think people that know me know that, that I don't think he's a very good quarterback. In fact, I think he's kind of a bad quarterback. Um, but, uh, I think that Perez, I haven't, I don't know that much of Perez, but I am absolutely interested to see who takes over that number two spot, uh, in preseason, because I don't think Jared Goff's going to take a lot of snaps in preseason. I think he's going to be more of a, more of a one-drive-a-game kind of guy to kind of stay loose and stuff like that, but I don't think he's going to see that much time. We're going to see a lot of Mannion. We're going to see a lot of Perez. You know, it's going to be a battle, and I don't think that Sean Mannion is good enough to win a battle. I really don't. But, again, I don't know that much about uh, Perez, so we'll see what happens. We're going over to the Rams Showcase Facebook page. Robert wants to know uh, the real question, when and how will we extend Jared Goff? Love the show, by the way. Thanks, Robert. I love that you love the show. That brings me joy. Uh, anyway, to get to your question, when and how will the Rams extend Jared Goff? I'm assuming I'm going to go with next offseason. I think it's going to happen next offseason, and it's going to be like a real-life extension where his fourth year under his contract is not going to change. So the 2019 season is not going to change, and then after the 2020 season is when his contract would go into effect. The problem with that is after the 2020 season – we're expecting a holdout and I fully expect a holdout and I fully expect, you know, it not to be pretty. And I fully expect it to be worse than the 2011 holdout and it's going to not be fun. I, I, that's, that's what I'll say about that. I, that one's going to suck. That one's really going to suck. So we have a couple more years and like that's the year the Rams will, will open their stadium. So I, I, may, I might be a year off there. Yeah. The 20, 2021 off season is when this is, gonna happen um it's not gonna be fun the rams will have like one dope season in their new stadium and then we're gonna have a holdout and it's not gonna be cool to watch but i think that that's how it happens and how it happens i would say that i don't think jared goff's really gonna destroy our salary cap i think that this might be more of a more of a like a give and take kind of deal where it's like if you want to be our quarterback for a long time you got to tom brady this deal man you got to help us sign other people do you want to make all the money and then throw to guys that we just find on the street who will pay for a couple grand? Or do you want us to be able to find you good players and bring back the guys that you like and give them what they deserve to? So I think it's going to kind of be a situation like that. And we'll see if he, ta- he takes it. And I think he will. 
And then Jim wants to know, do we have any money for AD? Yes, we do. The Rams, as far as salary cap, like next year and all that stuff goes, um, the Rams have plenty of it um, for the next few years. But again, you guys heard the list. So go back to it. Ndamukong Sue, who I don't expect back. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, Roger Saffold, Aaron Donald, Brandon, well, not Brandon Cooks. This is not an updated list. Uh, Matt Longacre, Dominique Easley, Ethan Westbrook, Sam Shields, Rob Havenstein, uh, Sean Mannion's in that, uh, Troy Hill, Malcolm Brown, Bryce Hager, um, Corey Littleton, Blake Countess. I don't, I don't know about Blake Countess. I don't know if he'll be back. Sam Ficken. Ficken, guys. Sam Ficken's gonna be a free agent. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, we have money for Aaron Donald is basically the answer to that question. Um, this year? No. We don't have money given this year unless we do it in like the form of signing bonuses and stuff like that. Something that doesn't go necessarily against the cap um, and can fatten up a player's wallet real quick. Um, but um, thank you guys for all those fan quesos. I really appreciate it. Um, that's going to do it for me. This is on Ram Showcase. Uh, if you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow all the Ram Showcase social media. And that's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well. That's at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram, uh, Sheriff Joe Bags, not Ram Showcase. Uh, and you can also add me as a friend. Search Joe Branham. B-R-A-N as in Nostradamus, H-A-M as in Muchachos. You can just add me as a friend, but also send me a message because I get so many fake friend requests and I hate it. So just maybe also send me a message be like, hey, bro, listen to the show. You're cool or something like that. Or be like, hey, I listen to your show. It's terrible. And we can talk about that if you want to, I guess. I I, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. I was going to say I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. I'll talk about how bad my show is with you guys, even though it's not and you guys are wrong. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.